Hey, what's up, everybody? This is, I guess, the second installment of Two Belts, um, the one-on-one series where I pretty much talk to very special, very cool, very guests that I think have a dope story. I think just are just dope individuals in general, creative individuals. And on this second episode, I have someone who I've, you know, I've, I've I think I've worked with on and off for pretty much the past like maybe a little bit over five years. Uh, yeah. He's a he's an admirable individual, and I say admirable because he's very he's he's very persistent and very determined, but at the same time still flawed. Like there's still potential, but there's still like, but he realizes that he's like, damn, I I know I can do more, and I'm willing to do more, and that to me is pretty admirable as opposed to just being you know so far up your own. That you're just like, man, I got nothing left to accomplish. Like I've done everything, and I'm really running this. So I have this this very special guest. Um, if you know him from Instagram and Twitter, it's Kadeem Prime. But if you know him as the, I don't know, just the, what, what would you title yourself as, Kadeem? I and Kadeem Fletcher, by the way, Kadeem Fletcher. I mean, I'm just an individual. Like I just, I don't know. I just, I just use my mind to create things or to bring things to life and. Yeah, simply that. How, have you ever thought of, like, saying, all right, maybe, like, my real name is definitely Kadeem Fletcher, but what if I just go on the just Kadeem Prime, just, like, everywhere? Have you ever thought no. of that? No, because at the end of the day, like, Kadeem Prime is just, like, it's not like a different aura or anything. Nah, but it, I, would, I, would, I would never stop putting my last name and stuff because that's my legacy like sure promise in my legacy like promise just like i've been like super like fascinated and like like captivated by like transformers since i was like young so like an optimist prom i just felt like was like really in tune with like my characteristics and like my qualities and whatnot like when it comes to like leadership and whatnot mm-hmm. and that's where like i first came up with it but like I mean, I came up with the name initially before I did Kadeem Prom. I had uh, Legend Daily. I was going to talk about so that. Of, yeah. I mean, you want me to talk about go it? Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Up? Go ahead. I was just, <laughs> I, I mean, I was. I did Legend Daily because I grew up, when I was, like, in high school, like, I like I used to visit, like, on Smash and, like, Tudor Boys and now right all the time and, like, all the writers, like, Shake and all of them, they had all these, like, different cool names. And I was like, yo, if I ever do this, like, I got to make sure, like, I come with a correct name. And Legendary was just, like, like so many people aim to be, like, a, a legend in the end, and I was trying to do it on a daily basis. So, like, that's where I kind of, like, came with that name. And then, like, after a while, I just didn't want to go with an alias or anything anymore, and I wanted something that, I guess, like, represented me and also showed my how mature I was at this stage and whatnot, and that was Kadeem Prom, so, yeah. It's a pretty dope name. I'll be honest with you. It's just, it, it rolls off the tongue. If you would ever, all right, not to say that, you know, never use your last name, but if you had ever gone in to say, yo, I'm going to go into music, just so, like, a different, you know, if you had ever done that, I would be like, man, Kadeem Prime is pretty, is, is pretty, pretty tough. Um, but... I'm calling you on this day. This is a good day. Even though we're, uh, we've been on and off about doing this interview for a very, very long time. <laughs> but I think this is a, I think fate really happens because this is a good day. This is literally the day before you graduate from college. Yeah. So this is a good day. I think this is like a good, 
if you remember anything about just like the ending of your like this this part of your life, remember this interview where you kind of recapped it all. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. You you it's a it's a long journey. It's a long not to say that you know, but we've all had our hiccups. But it's a it's a it's been a long journey. I want to congratulate you first of all, because tomorrow is a very very big day. I say graduation is probably um, one of the biggest days of your life. No matter whether you want to go or not, because I know a lot of my friends who are graduating now is like, oh, I don't really even want to go to the graduation. Just get my diploma and leave. It's a day to be proud of. Like it's a it's a legit milestone. And you, out of I think you of all people, just sort of figuring your life out and figuring out school and things like that, have a lot to be very very proud of. So I'm very very proud of you. And uh, congratulations, first of all, on just like yeah, appreciate that completing this part of your life because you didn't you didn't start all right. So you're graduating from FIT, but you didn't start there. Uh, no, you started where, where did you, you started? Where specifically? I started at NYU Poly, which was at the time Polytechnic Institute of NYU before they did the merge. Well, I mean, they had already began the merger, but now it's been changed into Tandem School mm-hmm. of Engineering. Right. Uh, I was doing engineering there. Uh, the the background story of that is like growing up, like initially I wanted to be a pilot, but like after like I was like examined by like an eye doctor like early on, like I had, like, this rare eye condition, and, like, that ruled out ever being a pilot. So after a while, like... What? Wait. I... What? Huh? Hold on. I've never heard that before. Hold on. You... It... Not that you it's, got it's super... You to be a pilot. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. You can Not even glasses or anything? Nah, hell no. If if what happens if your glasses like falls off or oh, something that's true. or like fog up while you flying the plane, you, you know what I mean? You're right. You're completely right. Go you ahead. Take like that. Tell but the yeah, story. Like, after that, like I used to be around like a lot of like cars and stuff in Trinidad, and I used to be like, like I don't know. I used to know like every single car, every single like part of the car, and this and that. And then I wanted to kind of like. I wanted to design BMWs in like the future, and like I wanted to get into. Like, coming out of high school, I wanted to do mechanical engineering because I felt like that was, the, like, the closest thing to that. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole thing was, too, like, my sister, she was becoming a dentist. She is a dentist now. My brother had did his master's in accounting, and uh, he's actually going to be working. He He's working for the FBI right now, but he is actually, like, switching to the U.S. Treasury to do accounting in two weeks. So, like, at the time, like, like, my dad is an engineer, and, like, him and I, like, our birthdays are similar, like, really close. Like, we're both Leos. I'm July 29th. He's August 14th. Mm-hmm. So, like, like I felt like I was the person who had to kind of, like, continue that, like, especially being that, like, I try to, like, also, like, emulate the person that my dad is and whatnot. So, like, I had went to NYU for a couple of years, and, like, the, the the thing is like when you go to college you you never there's there's no way someone could like totally describe what you're about to go through right so right. you they could give you a kind of like an idea for it but every journey is not is is different and you know and and mine's is extremely like unique as well so first year you don't really get into your core classes so you can't really get like a gauge for whether or not you really like your major and whatnot. Second year, I got I started getting into my core classes, and at that point, like it, it didn't seem as like appealing to me as mm-hmm. as I thought it would be. But I was I, I was still like, well, this is only the second year, so let me keep mm-hmm. keep on pushing, and you know. And then 
third year itself was when I was like, I can't do this anymore because I used to be in class and I used to be doing a magazine ILS and like legit, I didn't pay attention to class and this and that because I just wasn't interested. Like it wasn't as if the work was like impossible to do or like the studying was, but I'm just, just the type of person, like I wear my like emotions on my sleeve. So like, if if I don't like something, then I'm definitely going to show it. If I'm not interested, then I'm definitely not going to pay any attention to it. Right. So after that, I made the conscious decision to, you know, leave NYU. And I took a year off or probably like two years off. Now, uh, first I, year I took off. Can I ask a huh? question in between this? So you're, you're transitioning now. And first of all, I w- I'd like to know, first of all, just what what how old were you when you decided, yo, I'm just not, this isn't for me anymore? Uh, how old was I? What year was it? I think I was twenty-one. Wow! And then at, at yeah, twenty-one because because I had just came back because it was the summer. The summer before that, I'd went on a family vacation with my with like my parents, my brother, and my sister for my dad's birthday. We went to Hawaii, mm-hmm. and I remember it was 21 because that was like the first time I could legally drink or whatever, but I wasn't really drinking back then. Although, like, we went to Luau, and I had, like, five, like, Mai Tais, and I was lit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was it was 21. I was 21. What, is, and, what did your parents, when you tell them that, hey, you know, I'm not – you know, I've I've been working towards this degree for this lo- this long so far, and you know, like what? your parents are as distinguished as they are, very educated, very driven, very you know, very very smart people, and you you tell them that hey, you know, I'm not, I I don't think I'm going to pursue this anymore. What was their initial reaction? Because I have a similar situation. Sorry, I have a similar situation where it was like I was you know I I worked for Con Edison for a bit, and I decided it wasn't for me, and just to quit. And their, you know, their reaction towards it, they were supportive, but at the same time kind of disappointed, but still just you can do what you want to do. Like, we believe in you enough. How how did your parents react? I mean, let me let me just put a little bit of background. So, like, my parents, like, growing up, like, they sent us, when we were in Trinidad, like, they sent us to the best schools. And, like, even after school, we had a private teacher. Mm-hmm. So, like, education itself was very, like, was I guess like the first priority, like you know what I mean? They didn't let anything get in the way of that first, right? Uh, but when I told them, it was I was I was very scared, but they received it like super chill. Like they were just like, listen, like we want you to do what you want to do at the end of the day. So, but we just need to see results. So, uh, I started grinding, and then I started like for complex and stuff, and I started on digital Madrid and whatnot and mm-hmm. I started getting press and stuff and now it's to the point where like they'll go back to Trinidad and like show like relatives like all these like interviews and like features and stuff that I have on like these top like websites and stuff. So I mean for them which is which is completely understood, like I, I would like to see results too if someone was making like a like a, a true decision, a hard decision like that. So mm-hmm. uh they were pretty like supportive initially but at, around that time I was I was gonna do like I was really going through it. Like, I was I was so disinterested, well, disinterested in uh in what I was doing that it was just like, uh, like I was I was low key depressed. Like I started writing like a book because I feel like the only way like I could try and like get out of my slump was by like talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt like there was no one who could like I could speak to or I could go. Well, I, I knew there were people that I could like go to, but I I, I needed to kind of like figure it out for myself. Right. So like. 
like I was really kind of going through it because I was just like super like it was just a super tough time for me because it was like kind of like me dropping what I thought I wanted to do and and and, and starting the the long road of doing what I want to do you yeah. know so how does yeah. um how does FIT I mean you're about to graduate from FIT how has that sort of shaped your sort of perspective has it added have you learned how how much have you learned from it is it an experience that you feel like it was better than your prior experience at NYU I Poly kid, I kid you not I take I take marketing very seriously mm-hmm. so I'll sit here and say that I believe that I've in in my graduating class I'm one of the top students my grades will speak for that my my professors will speak for that. Everything that I've done, like, will speak for that. And and I'm not being like cocky enough. And I'm just saying, like, I put in the work and I understand the concepts to to be able to say something like this. Because at the end of the day, like, I want to work for a company and I feel like I can be one of the best employees once I get in there, get the experience, and get to work. Right. You know, because I just feel like I understand like the tools and I also have like a natural ability to actually like manipulate like marketing itself. So, funny thing is, so like FRT, like when. I started doing digital magic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I had did the interview with Fader and I had wrote that, like I go to FIT and whatnot. And FIT had actually like congratulated me on like the, <clears throat> on like its Facebook page saying that it was like proud of me and whatever, because I guess they saw the interview and whatnot. Oh, that's dope. Uh, so that was kind of like crazy because I went from like an NYU dropout to like a FIT golden boy. Like, right. Like all my professors itself, like tell me that I have like this natural ability to just like, understand like like legit i kid you not i i do pay attention in my classes and whatnot <laughs> uh it was very it was very easy for me to grasp the the concepts initially because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff i had kind of like done before but it was kind of like putting like like terminology to it now and kind of like understanding like the the formal uh logistics behind it and whatnot but like every the t- my professors this semester were like super blown away by me like super blown away by what i've accomplished already and that that goes that goes for like all my professors before that 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 i had with like physical classes right uh a couple of them are like trying to get me jobs and whatnot That's a couple of them man. before like or like super like they would let me like leave not show up to class because they know i may have like other stuff to do and this and that like i don't know it was it was, it was a really good situation and i definitely learned a lot a lot uh it was it was definitely like I guess like a, a true representation of like me really doing what I really wanted to do. Like, mm-hmm. like it was, it was like a sign to me that, yeah, I made the right decision and I, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change it like to, to go to NYU initially and then switch. Like if I could go back and just go to FIT initially, I wouldn't change it because yeah. I, I wouldn't be where I was at now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I would have probably never even understood that I like marketing. So like, I think you probably uh, build a better sense of appreciation for all that as well, because yeah, you've known and, what you've gone through and necessarily you didn't like, and now you're you're really you're you're you know you're really coming into your own with this new thing, and you just got you just gain more of appreciation. It's like wow, like you people, you know, people who may not be doing well or something along those lines, or may not be paying attention. It's like you don't you get to do what you love, and you and be good at it and things like that. I think you just gain an overall appreciation just from where you were to where you are now. Yeah, and like a lot of my friends from NYU, like when I had left, like 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 over the years they have they have told me like like they congratulated me because I I I was 
brave enough to to pursue what I really wanted to mm -hmm. while they were like stuck in like a major job that was basically picked for them by like their parents and whatnot and right. like like a lot of people see like the career like that I've chosen or like the career field that I've chosen as like something cool but like I'm 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 really not trying to like be on like the blogs and stuff like yeah I'll, I'll do that for like Digital Madrid but me like individually I'm trying to do like I'm trying to like curate commercials for like mm -hmm. like brands for like Super Bowl and like all these like regular like campaigns and stuff content strategy that you see on like a regular basis on like TV right even like billboards and stuff out of home like marketing and also like you know like email marketing all these other things like it's it's just a whole bunch of stuff that I was doing before and that's that's where where I really want to leave my mark like uh, like I and the reason why I feel like I I'm I'm good at marketing is because I've always been a person that was about the why and not the what. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people, when they have a product, they try to sell the, the the product itself. They try to sell the the what. Like, but it's it's really not about that. Like if 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 people could connect to you some way, if you sell them the why, like right. whether it is like the person you are or what your brand represents, and they can connect with that, then they'll they'll always be like kind of like they'll always love your brand, and. I say that because like there's 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 so many different commercials that you'll see. Some sometimes people are just forcing things down your throat and whatnot. But there's this one Dove commercial that really kind of like stuck with me, and it was a uh, like the whole commercial. It was about this artist who was painting other people, and what the artist would do was he would have an individual, and he would he would have them describe to him how they looked and then he would paint them without looking at them. Mm. And then he would bring in another person that would look at that person and describe that person to him so he could paint them. At the end he would compare the both sketch the both sketches of, of the same person. Right. And the the sketch of the person who was describing themselves was like like a deteriorated version of that person's like face. Like like if the person was like they they made everything seem like bad or like exaggerated and mm -hmm. then the stranger like they just really captured the person in their true essence. And the whole commercial, the whole concept of the commercial was to show people that, like, be grateful for the things that, like, the, the beauty that you have right. and don't look at, like, your imperfections as flaws. Look at them as something good itself. Just embrace your own beauty. Mm -hmm. And, like, not in one second of that commercial did they talk about the soap. You know what I mean? I've been using, like, Dove products for since I came out the womb because my parents, like, used it. So, like, I trusted the brand off of, like, my parents trusted it. But after seeing that commercial itself, I was like, damn, like, if they care so much about society itself, like, then I'll definitely give my money to them because there's definitely a bigger picture there. Whether or not that's, that's it, it's totally true or mm -hmm. it's just something that they're selling to us, I'm buying it because, like, at least they're going to that extent to show that because, Truthfully, like they push out that image, and whether or not they they really care about people, there's there's gonna be people who see that and be like, well, damn, I need to start like really kind of like upping my self esteem and understand that I'm a beautiful person. Agree, man. That was that was pretty. <laughs> that was good, man. <laughs> I, re, I I I see your perspective. I um. I I want to I want to now shift a little bit towards the focus because we, when we initially met I I, I kind of I actually do remember the first time we met um 
and and I've been having this conversation earlier today about the first time I've met random people, but um, I remember the first time we met, I was working on, um, I was with Aleem, Aleem Williams. If you don't know Aleem Williams, he's um, one of the partners who helped, you know, build This Goes In, and he also helped build the ILS Mag. And um, I remember working in a room with him, and we were working on sort of the second design for This Goes In, and we were, you know, it was going to be better, it was going to be more sleek, all this other and then he was like, yeah, I have, you know, I have one of my other friends, you know, working on the ILS mag who's about to come in. And I remember you coming in and I remember just like just the concept for the site. And I was like, man, this guy's really, really got it. I mean, initially, the the website was named I like swag dot com and um, cool name at the t- at the time because i believe like it swag, wasn't a cool name swag, Aleem, was, a, swag was everywhere bro like wait wait but 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 listen to this right? sure Aleem sure had named it that because he wanted to he wanted to to really kind of capitalize off of like swag FDM being everywhere FDO. yeah so it's, it wasn't it wasn't something i had chose ah i didn't know but that he was I mean, I mean, yeah, I had agreed to it, but sure. if, if it came down to me, I, I would have probably like went with something else. But when when he spoke about it, like when he gave me the reason for it, it made sense. So I was like, okay, cool, and then we could do a name change later on. Right. Um, so, we we built it, and I remember the initial date. This is weird. This is how I don't remember other stuff that's probably more important, but I remember the initial date of seven seven eleven. And that was the day it was, I think it was supposed to launch. I actually don't remember if it launched that day, but I remember talking about it, just 7-7. And I just remember the concept for this website. And it's kind of, I I remember just you wanting to sort of capture um, fashion and also deliver sort of a hip-hop perspective, but also do it from a young perspective as well and highlight a lot of just sort of young artists and young, not young designers, young artists, young just in terms of just the youth and sort of embrace that and bring that alongside. Um, You had, you know, I think before like sort of Instagram became popping, that just became this sort of like visual image of everything. Like you were also, you also helped in sort of, you know, just visual, just bringing everything to life vividly with street fashion and all this other. And yes, it was sort of a small site that eventually grew and became just like exponentially just grew beyond i think faster than anybody thought it would i don't know about you maybe you thought it was going to be just a hit out the box but i remember i remember just that and i look at i kind of look at instagram now and i'm like yo this is this is sort of the fashion it's not sort of the fashion thing that kadeem was doing but in a sense it's just like high, a lot of people just highlight their street fashion and a lot of things like that and they highlight it through their instagram feeds and pages and i just remember that just i just remember the the top scroller slider and it just used to be like photos and everything along those lines. Like what were your initial memories of, um, ILS mag? I like swag. What are your, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot of like images, a lot of like, like highlighting like individuals and whatnot. And it was also a lot of like, like think pieces or like, like Mm -hmm. pieces that were like, not like, you know, like your regular like posts, like okay, like here some so and so just released a collection. Nah, it was like, oh, like you know, we talked about like I'm one of the first pieces I did was the evolution of the LeBron sneaker line. Then we talked about how it was during the time too when Kanye had released the Air Easy Two, mm-hmm. and and that kind of like the 
how how big that was and if it was like gonna like jump over Jordan or whatever the case may be. And like it, I, I put a lot into that initially, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like I feel like it was very underappreciated because I didn't like yeah like my fan base had grew like it fan, the our list fan base had grew but I feel like people didn't like they weren't like check in or they they weren't interested in reading something that was more substantial than sure. just hearing about the next sneaker release and like I didn't care like every week I was trying to push out like three like creative pieces and whatnot mm-hmm. and I could you not like people what they say that you got to put in 10,000 hours yeah I I, I put in 10,000 hours when it came to Alice uh, I I cannot and that's not a lie like yeah uh, I I believe you trust me from one from one you know sort of creative who started this started a website I'm talking about this goes in.com from one creative to another it takes a lot of time especially when you're trying to just not just be very popular, but just be very big, just be very, you know, an impact, just try to change people's perspectives or even just like, you know, just sort of have a sort of make your mark somewhere. It takes time to do that. 10,000 hours. I I feel like we hit that like early. (laughs) Yeah, because I used to be staying up till like 4 a.m. I used to stay up till 4 a.m. I used to wake up at like 8, 9 a.m get straight to writing like i was there was a point where i was doing at least seven posts a day but at what point because you you had this um i thought you had this cool thing where you just would have these these photo shoots every friday and i know kind i have an idea when it sort of i don't know if it went awry or something along those lines but you had this cool like sort of original photo shoots like every friday and every friday you'd have like different people come in and just take these photos just young people who are now just they're doing big things all around and you would come and take photos of them and highlight them and it would come with a little piece at the you know end of it all and it just at what point did because I thought that was an amazing idea I thought that was an amazing idea and I think a lot of people felt it too but at one point did you decide hey I'm not really um, necessarily doing that anymore yeah I mean like that that was one that was a really good idea like like just bringing and having like people who are like similar but also very distinct around each other, so they could kind of like feed off each other and also connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of people now who are, I mean, top players in like the culture that like right. I interviewed first, and you know, of course, like I'm not gonna sit here and say all the names or whatever, but I think like the biggest person out of that, which was like. Uh, was probably like a Ian Connor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had came a couple of times. I had did an interview with him. Like, I actually never released the interview, but we had did a couple of things with him. You have this. And, you have this. Or uh, let me. Sorry, stop there because I just memory just popped in my head. You have this hilarious. I don't know if you still have it. This hilarious video of Tracy Morgan's son. <laughs> Just like going oh. off for, for a while, and I don't know if that's ever seen the light of day, but it's the funniest shit ever. Um, I just wanted to bring that out there. One day you should just release it. Like it's it's hilarious. I mean, uh, you, at this point you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to now. But I just it's a it's amazing. Just like the 
sort of bringing those sort of people. That's essentially the essence of it. Bringing the you bringing young people, bringing fresh people, just bringing the ideas all together. People who wouldn't necessarily have the platform right now because maybe the websites are only giving it to these certain bunch of people, and you're just sort of giving opportunity to people and showing that you know the shit is. There's more out there, and there's just like there's more to build upon. Yeah, and I, I mean, like when it comes down to it, like I feel like I, I haven't received my due yet, and like sure. it's cool. Like I'm very patient. Like I understand. Like it takes ten years to make a champion, and I'm probably on like year four or something. But right. like my whole thing is that like. I, I put I put so much into Eyeless at an early point that I, I overexhausted myself. Yeah. And like I, I, I had like a bunch of interns. I had a lot of people believe and I had a lot of people who because of their experience with Eyeless they got like jobs with like sneaker news and all these other like different places and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I feel like truthfully like even for myself I was beyond myself. Right. Like at at, at that point like that those early stages, I was just way too ahead. Like, and I don't know if it was my energy or my how enthusiastic I was, but yeah. it like it it was really that I was really like so ahead of myself. Like, I was not only like ahead of like a lot of people when it came to like thought process and the things that I wanted to do, but I was a bit but ahead of myself. Right. I didn't care about like the money. I just cared about like like planting these seeds that would like 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 mold the future and it's crazy because like out that was that was me at the present time right mm-hmm. so we looking back at it now it's kind of like like how was i able to like pinpoint these people a, a bunch of my friends now are like like they're they're growing so big and whatnot and it's, it's kind of crazy that like even like like a john geiger like i when I first became, like, I didn't even become friends with him initially. I had interviewed him twice, once for RLS and then once for Complex. And now him and I are, like, really good friends. Like, I go to Miami. I stay with him. Like, mm-hmm. like he has his own sneaker now, this and that. And it's kind of crazy because, like, those are the people who I looked up to. Right. Not saying I don't look up to them anymore, but when you become so cool with them, you kind of, like, it kind of, it, it's scary of how you kind of, like, forget, like, Mm-hmm. how big those people used to be to you in your eyes and now you're like oh that's my like that's my dog like you right. know what i mean like you know what i mean so like i don't know i, I feel like i was i was very ahead of myself yeah like, I was... but i felt like it was it was definitely a time in my life that needed to happen where like you know like i planted a lot of seeds a, a lot of seeds right. and uh and and i feel like i feel like i was so engulfed in helping other people that Mm-hmm. I didn't really like look to really kind of like help myself. Right. I you f- know, I was um at one point, I guess that transitions into the sort of next question because I was at what point, because the ILS mag became, you know, it became very popular very quickly. Um, you know, you were at what point though, did you decide, Hey, I felt like there was a transition point. And maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like there was a transition point where you decided, like, "Hey, the ILS mag is cool, but I'm also trying to build myself as a brand." The Kadeem, yeah, Kadeem and- Fletcher as a brand. And at what point did you? What was the mindset behind that? At what point did you decide that? Was it the realization that man, I'm really working hard on building these a lot of other people, but it maybe not myself? Or at what point did you realize that? 
truthfully, like, I won't even say, like, I kind of switched the focus on myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I just switched the focus of, like, something that felt organic. So, like, our list was, like, really dope because the idea was kind of, like, focusing on, like, the 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 the, the foundation of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But there there's so many, like, Hypebeast and High Snob and these websites that post about, like, fashion stuff like that, right? Right. But there was a point when I was at uh, Complex when I was interning, I think it was December of 2012, and I was like, yo, like, I was I was about to go to Art Basel because, like, I, I, I just had so many friends who talked about it. I saw, like, all these pictures, and I'm like, I got to be there. like. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't go for some reason, and I was like, why am I going to Art, like, like festival when I could create my own, right? Because I had all these like, like uh, designer friends, like like I don't know for people who like who know me who've been following me for a while, like HK, like it's kind of crazy because HK was like my right hand man, and it's totally fine that way. We don't like talk that much anymore because we're still super cool. Like right. it's just that you know things just go different ways. Right, just gr- totally it's just fine. natural like, progression of just growth yeah. and things like that. People sort of, and not necessarily grow apart, but we're all growing in our own separate ways and maybe, you know. It, yeah, but uh, like HK now, he's about to have a show on Viceland with uh, Kevin Abstract that's starting soon. Uh, even like other like graphic designers that I used to work with initially, like a lot of them, a couple of them started working for like Donda, Right. Uh I mean, I don't know. I it's 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 weird because it's like so so I I I'm getting off the topic. Sure. So I had friends like that. Right. And I was like, listen, I could create my own because Aleem could just create like any like platform that I wanted that I envisioned. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Why don't I create like an all star game for like visual artists? Mm-hmm. And we cooked it up for a couple of months and I dropped it in January twenty thirteen. January thirteen. No, nah, 2014, my apologies, because mm-hmm. we just hit the three-year anniversary this past January. Right. So, yeah, dropped in and went crazy. And then after that, I was just like, damn, like, this feels super special. Like, this wasn't something that I had to do every day that would drain me out. It wasn't something that, like, right. like I felt like anybody else was doing it, so I was in competition with them. I was just like, no, nah, this feels super special because I, I created my own lane and I get to control it. Right. And the and that lane was Digital Madrid. Um, yeah. The the what do you how would you necessarily describe that in terms of just the concept and the idea of Digital Madrid? It was was it a main was it mainly to provide opportunity or just like to showcase yeah, art? Yeah. Every every everything I do is to provide opportunity like like naturally I just think about other people before I think about myself. So mm-hmm. even when I try to think about myself, I'm really thinking about other people. So, like, I created Digital Madrid, and it was for to give visual artists a different platform, a unique platform to mm-hmm. give them opportunity, to give them exposure. Now, initially, when I made Digital Madrid, I was just so stuck in the stage of just having things look cool right. that I didn't really put, like, like yeah, there was a lot of thought that was put into it, but I didn't put, like, like a pathos behind it. Like, mm-hmm. so now where I'm pushing Digital Madrid is to the point where the next one that I'm working on is every artist that I invited, they had to create uh, a set that was themed around, like, a social issue. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have a kid who's doing, he did a set around famine in uh, Somalia. I have a girl who did rape culture. I have a girl who did, I have someone else who did, uh, what else, like, empowering women. 
a whole bunch of stuff. So all these things are now, they carry such magnitude and such significance that the art itself is not just about looking cool anymore, but it's about pushing and presenting positive, like, influence and also inspiring that change because i just felt like especially with what happened all the stuff that's been happening especially in the past year Mm -hmm. that i needed to switch the focus of my platform being that it was it started to grow so big that to to something that would help change the world like i'm i'm a firm believer of what tupac said when he sat down in that interview and he said he may not change the world but he'll spark the mind that does and he sparked my mind to try and change the world. So I'm probably going to spark someone else's mind. So it's a reoccurring cycle. Right. So that's how I see it now. Like digital Madrid, I'm going to use simply to empower people and also to promote social change. And uh, uh, there was a piece of that when I did the all female one mm-hmm. came at a perfect time. The all female one was super good. Like I, and I did the all female one, not to, to separate them, I did it because the ones that I did before, I didn't have an equal amount of females that were represented in the prior digital Madrid, right. and I wanted right. to apologize and also to honor them by having given them one that only focused on them. Now I incorporate them, you know, like equally as well too. Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's where I am with digital Madrid, and I feel like when I do pull off this one, it'll be. Like every everyone was cool and, and, and stuff before, but this one would really make me happy because and, and I realized I need to push it into that direction too because I got a lot of press in the last year. I got Fader, yeah. Nylon, IP. I, I wanna say, I wanna say you've been like I wanna say very aggressive in sort of trying to push this because you do you're passionate in sort of believing in this and you've been very aggressive and even when you felt like you felt like websites is like, yo, this is a, like amazing thing that I'm doing. And it's not just amazing because I think it's amazing. I think it's generally uplifting. It's providing opportunity. It's doing this to people. You're creating press press packages. You're doing the entire whole nine to sort of get it out there. And I see you from time to time. You'll get frustrated because it's just like, yo, come on. Like, you, this is like, this is bigger than us. Like, this is bigger than just, you know, this is bigger than just like yo the latest sneakers or you know the latest lookbook or something along those lines. Like this is art. This is opportunity. This allows perspective. This gives people. This inspires and allows people to think. Like I don't want to you know too much step on the next words you had, but was it sort of did you was it frustrating? Like when you felt when I mean, yeah, that's that's natural when when you feel as if you don't get the proper amount of respect or like support like. You get frustrated, and there were many times that I got frustrated. But I don't be on Twitter like that anymore. So right. I probably, I probably, I probably won't. I'll probably have a moment like that again mm-hmm. because, like, I don't try to like hide my flaws or anything. Right. But I, I used to talk a lot on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now I'll probably like go on there like right. once every few days or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it was frustrating because like you go on these websites and like, like you see somebody like post something like. Like like an argument between ASAP Barry and like a high beast kid or mm-hmm. like some some foolishness and you're just like so y'all rather waste your time on posting something like this instead of like posting something that could actually mm-hmm. like like push the culture itself like push society itself not even the culture because the culture itself is a very small part of life mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people don't understand like do you feel now like- yeah I want to get on like the high beast and stuff but right. nah I need to get on like the New York Times and like the and the Forbes and and all these like like news channels. That's right. that's what I'm trying to reach for because it's just so much bigger than that. Do you feel like, like you know what I mean? people? Do you feel like people don't get it or don't accept it? 
I feel like I feel like people don't get it mm. because it's, there's no way you can't. There's no way you see something like that and you you aren't compelled right to support it. Right, right. Um, Digital Madrid has gone through six iteration seven now six nah, eight so eight? i had i had one oh, right 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 five two three four five six uh and i had uh the madrid fam right it's a um just in terms of that like do you feel like one day sort of expanding it i know you've wanted to make it I don't know if you've wanted to, but at least I think it would be cool. But I'm pretty sure you've wanted to. Like, you're a pretty forward thinker in terms of just expanding it into a sort of a physical sort of... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I got... So, so like, earlier this year, like, one of my friends that hit me up and was like, yo, I know somebody in Google. And I was trying to do a virtual reality event for Digital Madrid mm-hmm. because, like, I would only do an event if, like, I could still preserve, like, the digital aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like doing a virtual reality event is, is, is that itself. Right. So, like, like that's kind of, like, that's kind of, like, a long-term project to try and get them on board with that. Because, like, like he's busy with his stuff and he has to try and find, like, the right person to, like, put me in contact with and this and that. So, like, that's something I'm trying to, like pull off within like the next year or whatever the case may be but mm-hmm. i could do an event truthfully i kid you not like most of my life well not most of my life is on standstill but the the biggest one in my life right now is securing a, a career position sure once i graduate so like once once that happens and uh i could i could i could well i have all that stuff like figured out and this and that mm-hmm. and i could sit here and like push everything else right you know what i mean because I want to have a family in the future. I want to have a house. And that comes down to, like, my career position. Gotcha. Because, like, my passion projects are cool. And I know I can make money off of Digital Madrid. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, like, I'm not trying to do that right now. Like, I'm I'm still, like, flushing out the idea and, like, kind of, like, like really kind of, like, master it. So that's where that stands. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's a, listen, it's a, it's a great idea. I think a lot of people, and I think even from the initial one, from just the acceptance of it, the the marketing of it all, the marketing of Digital Madrid, even down to the name. The name is so cool and it's so um, it's like enigmatic and just like it it feels it feels natural, but also it feels just like forward. And that's in it, it's given people opportunity. I remember the the excitement around the initial Digital Madrid and it was huge. Like it, just from just people, just a wave of people going to it first, and of course. You know, from time to time, I think people just be like, hey, you know, maybe they aren't as interested. But I think in terms of just the the growth of it all, in terms of building the concepts and all of this other stuff and the social and the social aspect to it all. And I think it's continuing to move forward and people are starting to realize that now. Um, now, I want to say more than five, I guess more than five years ago, you started this sort of entire thing. Um, what would you say to yourself if you were talking, if you were talking to the Kadeem now, who's like, "Yo, I'm launching ILS Mag seven seven eleven or wherever it is," like, what would you say to that Kadeem right now? I'd probably say that like everything that you see is like not actually realistic, and a lot of things are lies. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like when I when I first started ILS, and I used to like link up, but like I used to link up with creatives like every week. Mm-hmm. I, I put. 
quote unquote quitters because they weren't doing nothing. Right. Yeah, I would meet them and then I'd be like, Yeah, I'd never chill with this person ever again because they're corny in person. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 all fabricated, like it's all exaggerated and fabricated. Like the few people that like that I'm really cool with now are people who I could really kind of like like talk to and like we could really vibe. So like mm-hmm. yeah, I know a lot of people but I don't chill with many people. Right. So I got a lot of associates, but and then also too, I would say that like to to be realistic because like when I first started, like I was like, damn, I'm about to make this website, I'm about to be a millionaire like one year, or whatever the case may be. And I didn't I didn't understand like the process of things, and also it wasn't as if I was chasing money. I just felt like it was gonna come to me. Right. And even at this point, I be feeling like I done did so much that like stuff should just come to me. But I mean. It's not just a lot of people are, like, looking for things. It has to be in their face, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, but, yeah, I don't know, you know, like, it's a, it, that's a, that's a, I probably wouldn't even say nothing because I feel like that would change a lot of stuff. That's true. I, I, I agree. Like, every every part of it is necessary. From, you know, yeah. NYU to Poly, from ILS Mag to Gideon Fletcher, from everything to Digital Madrid, and just every part of it is necessary from, you know, just personal stuff in your life and everything like that. Everything sort of builds the person you are. And, you know, it's, it's, it's great to sort of realize that because you become more confident in yourself. You be able to sort of, you can, you, you being able to sort of decide what matters and what doesn't matter in life is huge. And when you come to that realization, I don't say life gets easier, but it it gets a little bit easier and sort of to parse the BS that, you know, just off to the side and you get to focus on, what's real and what you should focus on and goals like that. I think, um, you know, you, I think you're, you're about to graduate. Like this is, this is like from here on out. Do you, are you, let me ask you a question. Are you scared of, cause I've, a lot of people who are graduating, I, and I see this a lot with a lot of people graduating. So like, damn, I'm about to be in the real world. Like, I, I don't know. And I'm not sure. Do you ever have those sort of feelings or trepidation about that? No. I mean, truthfully, like, this last year has been, like, like really kind of, like, I guess, like, progressional for me because, like, like I got with my girlfriend and, like, we moved in, whatever the case may be. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny because, like, this morning, like, and we've been talking about this for a while, but, like, like we don't want to stay in New York long term. Right. So, I mean, like. Like, of course, this is something, and I may say the statement, but this isn't something that's about to happen right now. This is something, like, in the future that we're probably looking towards. But we were looking at, like, houses in in Atlanta. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, the rent in New York is just crazy. So, like, yeah, the rent in New York, you can pay this this rent, and that same amount could be going towards a house and, like, another, what you're going. A lot of people say, oh, you go to a different state and they don't pay the same. Nah, if you get your experience, you'll get your money. Right. You know what I mean? So like, but like I don't know. Like so, I don't. I'm I'm ready for it. Like I was I was I was born ready. For, not born ready for it, but like I was molded for this. Like it ain't it ain't it ain't anything that I'm like scared of or anything like that. Like I learned how to like cook in the last year. I learned how to like just like really like live with someone in the last year. And like mm-hmm. like it's just it's just so crazy because like like my girlfriend herself like like sometimes we be at home and we may be doing something and. Like it's just like like she shows me a different way or like or, or or something that I haven't been exposed to before and it's kind of crazy because 
it's like my mom didn't even think about that. And when she like shows me like a different way or something new, it's kind of like, damn, like how did I not know this before? You know what I mean? It's like, I'll, I'll forever be like a student of life. Like, like, you know what I mean? There's, there's no, there's no way I could learn enough, you know? So, but I'm, I'm definitely ready. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting to try and get into the agency. And when I do, I'm, I'm taking it over. I like I will, I will take, I will take it over. Like not, it may not be the same agency, but I will mm-hmm. definitely make my mark in the marketing world. I, I believe that, man. Yo, thank you for doing this. This has been a long time coming. You you don't realize like I've wanted this for very very long for this exact reason because I feel like you're you have a great not only just you have a great story to tell, but you're very articulate and you understand pretty much what you're going for, and you've been, you know, it's, as I, I said in the beginning, very admirable. Like, a lot of things just add, things don't replace hard work. Like, you can't, like, hard work to me, um, I feel like it's not everything, but it trumps most. And I feel like that's what you bring to the table. Just sort of this clear thinking, just sort of everything, you know, moving forward and progressing and providing opportunity. There's a selfishness that I feel like people don't necessarily see, especially when they're looking at, you know, the old Twitter things and all this other stuff where, you know, I feel like there's a selfish selflessness that people didn't necessarily see. And I think, you know, you're you're a dope gentleman. You're about to graduate next year. I'm very not tomorrow. What am I saying next year? Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, bro. Like it's it's a big day. I'm very very proud of you, bro. Like it's it's a very cool thing. We I don't think we've ever had a long form conversation in this sort of format, but I'm glad we did cuz I knew this was the outcome. I can I can see it straight off the bat. But I want to thank you for doing this. This is literally the second installment of this um, Two Belts One on One, and I want to do this because I feel like there's like extraordinary people, and sort of just focus on that and do the same thing. Sort of you do, you know. I'm not providing any more opportunity to you, but just if this can help inspire somebody, if this can help, you know, change somebody's mind, then I'm I'm cool with it. And I think you're very inspiring and very admirable. So, props to you, my friend. I appreciate it. Um, thank you. Thanks for even thinking about trying to have a conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Like, this has been dope. Um, this is the second installment of the Two Belts One-on-One series. We'll see you whenever the next one is. Thank you, Kadeem, once again for coming through. Kadeem Prime, Kadeem Fletcher. Um, it's been an amazing conversation. Um, we'll be back. I don't know. Yeah, take care. I appreciate it.